May only your word be spoken, O Lord. May only your word be heard. Amen. Please be seated. I had a conversation with a certain nine-year-old last week about this Sunday's gospel passage. I might have been trying to get some help on a sermon idea. Um, I read the passage to him and I asked what he thought. And he said that it sounded like Jesus and the Father were saying, if we get to be in heaven forever, why don't the people of earth get to? Meaning, why shouldn't the people of earth get to be with us in heaven forever as well? Of course, the answer being that they should. We do. That was Jesus' life work, life's work and his prayer for his disciples, which we heard today, that they would be one as he and the Father are one. The Father and the Son and the not mentioned in this passage, Holy Spirit, want us to be one with them and each other just as they are one. And there's nothing better in the world, nothing better in the universe than the unity of Jesus and the Father. And that is the unity Jesus is praying for us to have. That unity with each other and unity with God is being with God in heaven forever. And I don't mean that because we have unity with God, we'll get to be with God in heaven forever sometime later. I mean... Having unity with God and each other is right now being in heaven with God forever. Heaven is all around us. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is here and now in the very air we breathe. For in God we live and move and have our being. Jesus was praying for our unity with each other and our unity with God now, for eternal life now. And this is eternal life that they may know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. Knowing Jesus, following in his way, believing in him is eternal life. It's eternal life lived in this world, in this life and continued on after death in the next life. For there is nothing better in the world, nothing better in all of the universe than the unity of Jesus and the Father. And that is the unity Jesus is praying for us to have. At the same time that Jesus was praying for his disciples and praying for us, did you notice, though, that he was talking a lot about himself? Glorify me so that I may glorify you. A lot of John's gospel has Jesus talking about himself. I can't help but notice this whenever I read John's gospel. There is very little teaching in John's gospel about God's kingdom. Few moral lessons, no parables. Almost all of Jesus' teaching involves an explanation about who he is and why people need to believe in him. I am one with the Father. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the vine. I'm so humble and yet so awesome. I made the last one up. Good. We don't get this humble, self-effacing Jesus 
in John's gospel that we get in Matthew, Mark and Luke. Jesus is constantly talking about himself and kind of saying how great he is, which as a bit of a sidebar has for quite a while now made me think of the rap song from the rapper Eminem um, without me. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, and it feels so empty without me. I realize in doing that I secured about seven more years for myself in purgatory. (laughs) Comparing Jesus with Eminem, um, he's also a child of God. Often as I read John's Gospel, though, I am struck by how much Jesus talks about himself and sounds like a rapper rapping about himself. Uh, Often early on in a rapper's career, they'll tend to rap about themselves as if to introduce themselves, to say, here's who I am and here's my story. Here's why I'm legitimate and why you should be listening to me. Here's the story within me that is screaming to get out which is kind of exactly what Jesus was doing in John's gospel. Jesus was constantly telling people about who he was, how great he was, and how much they needed to believe in him. And of course that's what he was doing, because of who Jesus was and how much people did need to believe in him. There were so many false narratives out there about life and about God. And so Jesus taught about himself. The narrative about Jesus was screaming to get out of him. The narrative about what life truly is, about who God truly is, was screaming to get out of Jesus. The narrative was screaming to get out and he only had a short time, that one life That one chance to tell this narrative of God and the narrative of love. Jesus had one chance and he didn't want to blow it. So he taught people about how to live and how to love. He taught about God's kingdom. He showed people what life was like in God's kingdom so that they could then live out God's kingdom. And he taught about himself because at the very heart of God's kingdom is Jesus. The heart and soul of God's kingdom is the new creation, the new Eden, where we walk with God and each other. And the heart and soul of that new Eden is Jesus. So Jesus did talk about himself because he wanted everyone to know and share in his eternal life of the new Eden, which is unity with him and the father. Remember, there is nothing better in the world, nothing better in the universe than unity with Jesus and the Father, which is the unity that Jesus continues to pray for us to have. Now, that unity known by another word is love. And I don't just mean happy, sappy, hallmarky pop song love. Love is the cross. That's where Jesus was going after this prayer that he prayed for his disciples. Love is sacrifice for the sake of the beloved. Love is gritty. Love is hard. Love is not pouty or jealous. 
boastful or rude. It makes way for the beloved. It does the hard work of seeking peace and working through resentment. Love does not rejoice in doing wrong. Rather, love repents of wrongdoing and seeks to heal past hurts. Love rejoices in kindness and truth. And love also prefers having a good relationship than just being right. Love bears the good times and the hardships. Love believes in the beloved. Love's love makes its home in hope. And love endures all things for the sake of the beloved. Love goes to the cross for the sake of the beloved. Love kneels at the foot of the cross to mourn for the beloved. Love is tears and joy, laughter and pain. Love is sticking by the beloved through sickness and death. Love is caring about someone through their anxieties and doubts and fears. Love is not wanting more and more and demanding what is deserved. Love is being content with enough so that another can also have enough. Love is also an empty tomb. Love is new life and new creation. Love is joy in each new day, each new moment. Love is setting aside the past to be made new in the present. Love is trusting in Jesus' resurrection, trusting in his narrative about God and life and himself. Love is eternal life. Knowing God and Jesus Christ, whom he sent, for there is nothing greater in the world and indeed in all of the universe than love. And love is the unity of Jesus and the Father, the unity and gritty kind of love that Jesus is praying for us to have. For us to be in heaven forever with him and the Father.